preach, I want to talk. And this is, to me, it's very interesting the way the Lord has been dealing with me lately. He gives me a skeletal structure and then nothing in between until I stand here. And to me, that's interesting how the Lord wants to deal with you, the people of God, and how he wants to deal with me. I believe God wants to talk. How many people believe that? And I believe God wants people to listen to him when he speaks. So this message today is for those who are having to make hard decisions. How many of you are having to make hard decisions? And the reason you're, you're having a difficult time because you just don't know. I just don't know. If you heard people say that, I just don't know. Valerie, have you ever said that? Just don't know. But I want to give you a little, little answer up front. You have to trust your compass. I'll say that and we'll define that a little better. Your trust will be in your compass. And believe me, we all have it. If we are Christians, if we are blood-bought, Jesus Christ died for us, we have a compass. In my spirit, the Lord will speak. He spoke to me this week about something concerning my health. And I followed it and he was, could you believe it? God was right. God was right. I just followed what he said. So this is for people having to make the hard decisions and, and because you just don't know. And everybody wants to know the whys and the wherefores. They, they've got to know that they've got, in order to be satisfied in the direction they're going to take, they've got to know, they've got to know. I just have to know. So I looked at the definition this morning of no, K-N-O-W. And people, I'm telling you, they, a lot of people will not move without knowing certain things. That's, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on that in just a moment. But to know, defined is to perceive directly, grasp in the mind with clarity or certainty. Let me say that again. This is no. To perceive directly, grasp in the mind with clarity or certainty. How many people know that that's not a clear definition of faith? You see, people want to know it has to get into their intellect before they make a move. Matter of fact, there are some people sitting here, and I will not mention any, any, any names, but they will not go on a vacation unless they know what they're going to do every minute, every second, every hour of every moment that they're on their vacation. I'll not mention any names. Everything is scheduled. Is anybody else in here like that? <laughs> I like it. Vic, Vic says, nah, not me. But there are certain people like that, and I, I don't get... I don't put them down for that. It's just, that's who they are. But they have to know. They want to know so they can enjoy it before they ever get there. Me, I'm a spontaneous person. I mean, I'm just ready. Hey, what do you want to eat? I don't care. People want to know what's in it. Then they want to know what's in it for me. You ever heard that? What's in it for me? So if you base your faith, follow me. And remember to listen to each thing I say because I'm building this as I go. This is not something that I thought about and put down on paper. I've got the skeletal structure of what I believe God wants said here today. If you base your faith on knowing all the particulars, I have to know all the particulars before I move, then it's not really faith but intellect that makes you move. If I have to know everything and all the particulars, I've got to know the ins and the outs, then it's not faith that's moving, it's your 
intellect that is moving you. So make no mistake and don't get it confused. It's your intellect. Nothing wrong. I'm just telling you, trying to clear up some things. Now, hear me, when your pastor, when I'm telling you, it's not bad to know the ins and the outs of certain things. Sometimes it's important to know those things. And it is, except when it comes to the leading of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit doesn't owe you a definition. Because sometimes we will not even, un- we, we will not even understand the definition. If he mentions it to us, we can't fathom it. So we have to walk through a process to even understand it. There's things I don't understand right now. Things we're having to go through. Things that I'm having to deal with in in a business sense that I don't quite understand. But Jimmy, it's not for me to understand. It's for me to walk and it's for me to stand. It's not in the knowing. Oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. So remember, it all works. Everything in life And knowing the ins and outs is great, but when you get to the Holy Spirit, don't be shocked if you don't get all the particulars. Don't be shocked if you don't know all the, don't have all the answers. People ask me because they expect, Pastor, you've got all the answers. No, I don't. He has all the answers. And if he doesn't share those answers, then I don't have them. Are we clear on that? Hey, can you even imagine going into surgery? How many have had surgery before? How many people enjoyed it? <laughs> I didn't. Can you even imagine going into surgery and saying, I want to know, doctor, before you go in, before we go in, I want to know how you're going to do it, how long I'm going to be under. I want to know all the ins and outs and the particulars of what you're going to do to me. I'm going to tell you, if you're dying, you don't have time for that definition. Right or wrong? And I don't care if I know. I want to know that he or she knows. Because you see, faith is knowing something. It's knowing that I don't know, but knowing who knows. Stay with me. So can you even imagine that, having surgery and you want everything defined before you have it? You'll die before you get there. My dad used to say to me, son, I want to know everything. And I wanted to be, I was reckless. He'd say, son, if I say stop. I don't mean slow walk. He said, if I say stop, I mean stop. I said, I want to know why. (laughs) Stupid question. Number one, my father would lead off because I'm your father. And he said, you don't understand. If I say stop, there might be. And here's what he used this term every time. If I say stop, there might be a deadly snake in front of you. There might be a, a, a fall off that you don't see. And when I say stop, it's for your good, not for your harm. So you don't have to know. All you have to do is listen, Linda, listen. Man, I was notorious for wanting to know. I mean, I was notorious for wanting to know everything. I wanted to know. I mean, that's who I was. I wanted to know. But I found out in life, mark this one down. I found out in life, the greater wisdom knows the wise. All I have to do is follow. Let me say it again. Sounds simple. The greater wisdom knows the wise. All I have to do is follow. I'm not going to complain about what the greater wisdom keeps from me because the greater wisdom knows something more than I know. As a matter of fact, I go to the dentist when I was five, six years old. I literally terrorized the dentist. If my daddy was here, 
not in heaven, he'd tell you, I literally would rip the shirt off the dentist. I was strong, especially when I got to be about eight years old. Then when I got 30, I was really ripping her clothes off. Man, I'm telling you, I was ripping their shirts off my daddy. I tore my daddy's shirts. I mean, I was a maniac. And here he come with, they're holding me down and bearing. They're coming at me with that uh, needle, which back in those days, it was a big old needle. And ain't those tiny things they put in your mouth now, those cute little things. They were big, had that stainless steel and the tube in them where they actually drop. Oh, it was horrible. And I'd say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell me what that's, I couldn't talk and I'd say that saying, not thing, but what is that saying? What is that? My mother remembered. What is that saying? Because I had to know before he stuck it in my mouth, <coughs> before he did anything. But you know what I found out? I didn't know, have to know about that stuff. And me knowing it didn't change the inevitable. That's an important point to hear. Me knowing did not change the inevitable. I'm going to say that again. For some of you trying to make the hard decision, me knowing, you knowing, (coughs) will not change the inevitable. You think you can change it. And I know the life, our life is the sum of all our choices. But when it comes to the end period and the point, God's going to make you, he's going to, if you're in him, he's going to make you hit that target. How many of you, (coughs) I'll ask Dean this question. How many of us have gone out and done things we shouldn't have been doing, but God brought us back around to the right point? Huh? You too? It's truth in it. I mean, you went around and did all the things you shouldn't do, and you knew when you was doing it, you shouldn't do it. You could hear grandma saying, you shouldn't be doing that, son, daughter. Hear your mom or daddy say it, but you didn't care because you said, I, I have before. I said, I know it's wrong, but whew, I just got to do this. You say, I've never done that. Well, you, you ain't lived long enough yet. But there came a time God said, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to bring you back around to this point. I didn't have to know. He, he showed me certain things. What the tools the dentist had, he was u- using. He was using it not for my knowledge, but for his. I found out that me knowing the tool used wasn't going to change the outcome. Hear that. Me knowing or having the knowledge of the tool was not going to change the outcome. I may not have known or understood the process, but it still accomplished the work. Are you hearing that? It didn't matter that I didn't know exactly how it worked. It still accomplished certain things. And I'm trying to lead you in a path of the spirit now. Because just because you know doesn't mean you know. And just because you think you're right doesn't mean you're right. And doesn't. And you look at you say, I've got great faith. And you look at somebody else and say, they don't have faith. Well, really, they may have more faith than you. I'm telling you today, God's drawing this church into a, into a greater relationship and a greater knowledge. I feel the fire is falling from heaven, and those that are going to grasp, take hold of it, are going to be moved by the heat of the Holy Spirit as on the day of Pentecost. So let me say it again. I may not have known or understood the process, but it still accomplished the work. Now, let's follow this. Sometimes it's not best knowing. Sometimes it's just not good knowing having all the ins and outs. Genesis 19, verse 15 in the King James Version. This is in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah, when God was tired of the wickedness of the city. And because of his son Lot, he decided, God decided, he was going to destroy Sodom 
and the plains of Gomorrah. I won't go through the whole story, but this is important. Genesis 19, verse 15 through 17. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. God was going to bring judgment. And he said, you have to leave. And while he lingered, while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife, the angels, and upon the hand of his two daughters and the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city, took him outside the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for your life. It's time to leave. No time for definition. No time for I want to know. Escape for your life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now, what did I say? It's better not knowing sometimes. Genesis nineteen twenty four. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities that which grew upon the ground. But his wife, here it is, but his wife looked back. She had to know. He had already said, don't look, don't look back. But she just had to know. This is a clear point. The Lord spoke to me this morning about this. He said, sometimes it's better not knowing. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Why? Because she just had to know. I'm wondering how many of us are being hindered today because we just have to know. Let me ask you a question. This is totally off course. But how many of you really would want to know if there were, you had an in, there was an indiscretion with your spouse? Your spouse did something that you feel like would harm your relationship. Now, let me ask you this. What are you going to do about it? Because if you're not going to do anything about it, then it's better for you not to know. Did I just lie or tell the truth? If you're not going to do anything about it, then why should you know? Well, I, I, do you like just to torment yourself? See, knowledge brings certain things that you, you have to accomplish. Matter of fact, the Bible teaches me it's better for you not to know on certain things because you're going to be held accountable for what you know. That's what the Bible says. don't have time to preach that right now, but the more you know, the more you're going to be held accountable for it. So a man in my daddy's church said, Pastor, don't preach that message anymore because the Bible says, the more you know, I'm going to be held, held accountable, accountable for it. And my daddy said, sir, in church. He said, sir, you already know too much. Let's go on with this story. In Exodus 5, verse 1, talking about the time that Moses was called to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. And afterward, Moses and Aaron, Exodus 5, verse 1, and afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, now watch this, who is the Lord? I don't know him. How many people know it didn't matter if Pharaoh know, knew him, he was about to feel the strength of God. Who is the Lord <clears throat> that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord. Listen to that. I know not the Lord. How many people know it didn't matter? Neither will I let Israel go. As a matter of fact, at that point, Floyd, he made it more difficult on the children of Israel. And then making bricks for all his monuments. 
So in Exodus 5, verse 15, he says, And the Israelites formed and went and appeared, appealed to Pharaoh, because Pharaoh was mad. He took away the straw that they used to make the bricks. Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told, make bricks. Your servants, this is a new international version. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people, Pharaoh said. Lazy. You're lazy. That's what you are, lazy. That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite foreman realized they were in trouble when they were told you are not to reduce the number of bricks required for each day. And when they left Pharaoh, they found, now watch this, it's important. Moses sets them up for this. Moses goes in and says, let my people go. And what does Pharaoh do? Because he doesn't know the Lord. He makes it more difficult on God's people. Right? Now watch this. So now the God's people comes back to Moses and Aaron awaiting to meet them and said, may the Lord look upon you and judge you. You have made us a stench to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. So Moses returned to the Lord. I imagine that would have affected me. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is this why you sent me just to cause trouble? I want to know. Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name. He's speaking this in the face of God. We spoke in your name. He has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Can you see his point? But Moses didn't understand that God had a plan. And he shows it to him in the very next verse of the next chapter, Exodus 6.1. Then the Lord said to Moses, you want to know? Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh didn't know me. Pharaoh didn't listen to my words. Now he will know me, but he's going to know me not in peace. He's not going to know me in my goodness. He's going to see me in my wrath. So it's better not to know sometimes because he's about to know. It would have been better for him to listen to Moses. Now watch. Now you will see what I'll do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. And after they left Egypt... Here they are, they've left Egypt. Pharaoh couldn't handle it anymore. He had, to, he had to recognize the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Exodus 14, verse 10, I'm giving you scriptures, you can go back through. And in Exodus 14, verse 10, in the King James, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, he's running after them now. He's chasing them down. And every one of these things is about knowing. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. He's chased them down to the Red Sea. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Now watch this. Said Moses, because there were not enough graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us to die in the wilderness? We don't know. Wherefore hast thou dealt with us? We want to know. To carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die here in the wilderness. Charging God foolishly. So Moses answered in Exodus 14 verse 13. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you to today. Now understand this, they didn't know the process. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know. If they had known, it would have been different. They did not know. 
You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You see, oftentimes we don't know because we don't need to know. Just like a father or mother is talking to their children, you don't need to know, you just need to obey. So the Lord gave me a clear little statement, and this is, I'm, I'm concluding here, so stay with me. All these things, and I could have given you more, but I wanted you to see in all this, because the people didn't know they murmured against God and against his men. They're always murmuring because they don't know. It cost him 40 years in the desert, Floyd, because they just didn't know. But God's saying you don't have to know, just be obedient, and you'll eat the good of the land. But I want to know, and God's saying you don't need to know. You don't need to know. You know, there's a lot of times, Gerald, we, Gerald, we might be afraid of our business and how's any more money going to come and how are we going to get any more prospects. If you knew all that, it might cause you a lot of stress. But God kind of works it out for you. He does for me. He just works it out for me. Watch this. The Lord really inspired me with this and hearing all this was this statement. And this is the statement and the key for this whole message. It's not for us to know, but to go. It's not for us to know, but to go. What is faith? Going. If you have to know before you go, it's not faith. Clear. I don't care how you define it. If you have to know, when the Lord brought me here to, right here to this property, I drove right in front of this property. I forget who, I think I was by myself that day. When I drove right in front of this property, God said, spoke into my heart, this is where you'll build the church. I mean, that was 22 miles away from where I, my other church was. But guess what? God saw this day, and if he'd have told me everything and let me know everything was going to happen, I'd probably say, I'm out. I don't want no part of this. That's too much for me. It's better not knowing. In some instances, especially with the Holy Spirit, because he knows better than we know. So it's not for us to know, but to go. Now watch this statement. Here's another one. This all came through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God did not call us because of who we are. And if you think he did, you've made a terrible mistake. God did not call you because of who we are, but because of who he is. And he will never forget his covenant. That's why he called us. Because he didn't forget who his word He has the knowledge. He knows what he said. You don't have to remind God. God already knows what he said. God, don't you remember? God, don't you remember you're going to bring your children out of Israel? I mean, out of Egypt. Here I've gone in and opened my mouth and all they're doing is making it worse for them and you're not delivering. And God's saying, you don't know the process, Moses. Children of Israel don't understand the process, but I'm going to deliver the children of Israel out, out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Even God... God gave Pharaoh an opportunity to obey, and he didn't. Let me say that again. God will not call us because of who we are, but because of who he is, and he will never forget his covenant. I know this one thing. This one thing I do know, and I bring it right out of 2 Timothy 1.11, whereunto I am appointed a preacher. Are you hearing this? I'm appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, uh-uh, for I know in whom I believe. I may not know anything else, but I know him 
Remember our statement years ago? That I might know him in the power of his resurrection. As long as I know him, I can make it. When I close my, I let my eyes in death, when I close my earthly eyes, I know in whom I believe in and my eyes will behold him whom I believed and preached for about all these years. I've not always been perfect and I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I know in whom I believe and I know he will not leave me without help and hope. I know in whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know that I know. I don't need to know anything else. I know that when the doctor says you can't live, I know he is my physician. I know when the lawyer says you're in trouble, I know my lawyer is Jesus Christ. I know when people say that my business is drying up, I know where the water comes that will bring it back to life. See, I know when they say the church is finished, your church is over, it's done. I'm going to tell you they don't know the God, the son that I worship, Jesus Christ. Because no, there's nothing can defeat the church of Jesus Christ. He said, and the hell, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The very gates of hell shall not prevail. I don't have to know anything else other than he is. He is my rewarder, Carlos. He is. He is. He is. You can say, I got you. No, you don't got me unless God says you got me. Let me say this in closing. If you were to ask some of the greats in faith, some of the masters of faith that you study and read about, if you were to ask some of them of their finest moment in life, I believe they would say, as I have said quite often, and people just don't listen to me, but I believe they would say this, my finest hour was when I didn't know, I just didn't know, yet I kept on walking. I kept on believing. That was my finest hour. When people said, we, we think you've messed up this time, Bishop. I wasn't even a bishop then. We think you've messed, made a mistake this time. I didn't know, but I kept on walking. I kept on moving. I kept on believing. I kept on saying, I know there's going to be a brighter day. Faith is not just knowing, but realizing who holds the outcome. I am giving you some setups because in the next few weeks, I'm going to be dealing with faith again. So get ready. I dealt with that for a year and a half. I'm going to be back into faith again because I'm going to tell you what we're going to need in, this, in the next 10 years is a, a lot of faith. We're going to need it to raise our families. We're going to need it for our businesses. We're going to need it for everything we have. I'm going to need it. You're going to need it. We're all going to need it. And I'm going to tell you what the enemy's trying to do, and you need to hear me. He's trying to deceive you. He's trying to take away your ability to know him so that you'll know things. You'll know I've got no circumstances. I don't know how you're going to do it. And God said, you don't need to know those. You need to know me. Faith is not just knowing, but realizing who holds the outcome. It's not for me to know. It's not for you to know, but it is for us to go. That's just fact.